of course you're going to look up to people. Of course you're going to learn techniques from people and and most likely copy them to to learn. I think the hope is to slowly like deviate from that and find yourself until it clicks. And it might continue to change forever, you know, who knows. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour podcast. I'm your host Dave Mays and today's guest is Zach Mayfield, the new host of Kinotika. That is right, the channel that I've been hosting now for the last three years is changing. I have left Kinotika officially on my birthday, actually, August 14th, my 30th birthday at that. And my good friend and fellow YouTuber, Zach Mayfield, is the new host of Kinotika. A couple of months ago, I got a call from Ted Sim, the host of the Indie Mogul YouTube channel, and he offered me a job to be another host on the Indie Mogul channel. And because of where I'm at in my life, I was really struggling with <laughs> remaining productive at home. I've got two kids, a two-year-old and a 10-month-old, as well as a stay-at-home wife, and I want to help out and be a part of their life as much as possible. But during this pandemic and being inside and just being in the basement trying to get some work done, it really has been quite a bit of a struggle and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this, especially those of you who have little ones in the house. So when Ted called me and offered me this opportunity to work at Indie Mogul, to go to an office space and work with other people, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. But when it came to replacing myself as host of Kinotika, there was really only one person that I had in mind, and that person was Zach Mayfield. Zach and I have been friends for a couple of years, going back to when we both were really starting out on YouTube. And Zach has really proven himself on the platform over these last two years. Now, just to make everything clear, the Golden Hour podcast will absolutely continue to come out every single Tuesday. I was able to work a deal with both Polar Pro and Indie Mogul to allow me to do both. So don't worry, the Golden Hour podcast will continue to be a thing. It'll continue to come out every single Tuesday. So if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button now because it's not going anywhere. So without any further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Zach Mayfield, the host of Kinotika. So I'm here with Zach Mayfield, the one and only from Nashville, Tennessee. How's it going, my man? What is up, dude? I'm here. I'm hanging with my boy, Dave Mays, having a wonderful time in good old beautiful California. Oh, heck yeah. You were talking about how the weather is like so much different here in yeah. all the best ways. Yeah, Nashville is just like insane humidity. <laughs> it feels like you're constantly swimming through the air and you just walk outside immediately sweating. But I got off the plane, stepped out into California, and it's just like my skin feels happy. <laughs> it's nice. So Zach, if you're not familiar with his work, is an incredible filmmaker uh, turned filmmaker from a musician as well, and we'll talk all about that. You've been doing this now for how many years? Dude, I've been making vids since I was a little kid. Yes. Since I, I had my, my parents' old JVC piece of plastic um, <laughs> camcorder. I've been making videos forever. And in a lot of your videos on your personal channel, you can see uh, a lot of those VHS tapes. You kind of bring it in. It's really nostalgic, really cool. I love how you do all that. Dude, so. thank you. Yeah, I love I love the nostalgic vibes. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, I I found all my old tapes and from my like my parents went before they even had us kids, and I just converted everything to digital and separated everything into clips. So now I can like I can reference these weird moments from my childhood yeah. and just drop the clip in, and it like 
instantly gives you this weird nostalgic vibe. That's awesome. I love that stuff. So the way that I discovered you was just through a random, I think I was searching for the GH5 because it was still pretty new (laughs) at the time. And I was just, I, I filtered from relevant to upload date. Yeah. And one of your videos popped up and it said moving to Nashville. Uh And I was living in Nashville at the time. And it was a video that was shot on the GH5. So it had two things going for it already for me. I was like, oh, cool. I live in Nashville. Yeah. I'm also looking for some GH5 footage. I watched your video and I just got hooked on your personality and the way that you were shooting and just vlogging and just being hilarious and being yourself. And so what I did is I was looking for like an Instagram link or something like that. And you didn't have anything at the time <laughs> I had no idea what I was on doing. your YouTube channel. And so I just like copy and pasted your name on Google and found your website. Yeah. Sent you an email. And I was just like, hey, dude, I'm a YouTuber. Let's get some lunch or something. I was just starting out, though. Like, Kinetico was only in existence for, gosh, I don't know, like five or six months. Dude. Yeah, it's crazy because I was at the very beginning. I was just experimenting with vlogging. I had just gotten the GH5. Just trying to, like, figure out this whole professional video thing and just got hooked on YouTube. And then you sent me that email. and was like, who the heck is Dave Altizer? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But I responded to you, and you said you were a YouTuber, and I was so pumped because I was like, I wanted to get into that world so bad. So I responded to you, and I was like, man, I would love to meet up with you. This sounds awesome. And then I went and searched your name in YouTube again to, like, see your face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've actually watched these guys, this guy's videos. Yeah. I saw when you guys were at whatever trade show. NAB, yeah. Yeah. You were at NAB talking about, was it the Pocket 4K at that time? Pocket 4K, baby. That was our first viral video. Me and Connor uh, shot that at NAB. Yeah, I just remember your personality in your videos, like, in public but still being, like, so yourself. (laughs) And I struggle with that, like, being upbeat around other people in my videos. But... I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I've actually seen your stuff before. So it was this really weird connection that we had. And then we show up to lunch, uh, Pinewood Social. If anybody's from Nashville, you know where that place is. And we're wearing the exact same shirt, (laughs) a salmon-colored (laughs) V-neck. Which is not like a common shirt, (laughs) I feel like. Yeah, not at all. Salmon V-necks, baby. I think both of us were just like brother from another mother <laughs> yep instantly and we just started like talking about our life and our upbringing and our interests and it was so ridiculous how similar we were yeah and yeah. we just kind of became instant friends dude yeah it was it was so cool and that was me first moving to a big city for the first mm-hmm. time in my life i had no friends no connections just my girlfriend and um yeah it was so nice to meet you somebody who's in the same world mm-hmm. thought like me because we do have like a ton of common interests and mm-hmm. we grew up in a lot of similar ways so it was nice. Yeah. And then you guys invited me to like come be in a video with you. Yeah, the Zion Crane versus Ronan S. <laughs> I was so nervous. Dude. And that was a blast though. <laughs> it was so fun. And you got to meet Connor uh, on that, you know, interaction and you guys hit it off as well. Yeah. Like video games. Oh, we're gamers. You both had long hair at the time. Yep. You were like people were commenting and saying, Oh, the blonde Connor. <laughs> yeah. Like people were literally Blonner. Yeah, Blonner. Dude. <laughs> Blonner McClaskill. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm just like low res Connor. Yeah. But. And uh, and then here we are today, right now, as we're recording this, it hasn't happened yet, but as you're listening to it, you are now the host of Kinotika. I have passed Dude. the gauntlet onto you, it's and crazy. this episode is all about talking about that transition. We're going to learn about you, learn about your filmmaking background, get to know Zach Mayfield, but this is really an introduction to you as the host of Kinotika. How does that make you feel? Dude, honestly, well, <laughs> since we're like pre-recording this and it hasn't been made public like on the internet yet, 
I think it's kind of hitting me right now, like in this <laughs> moment, because <laughs> we've been we, so we've been working on four videos. I've been I'm here for five days making four Kinotika like transitional videos with Dave, and like the last video, which we're filming later, is like, oh, by the way, Zach's the new host, passing of the torch. Hope the internet likes him a little bit. Like we'll see. Um, dude, I'm completely honored. I'm blown away. Like when you came to me with this like potential offer idea, I was like, holy crap, like. This is what I've been working on yeah. for years. Like, so, and for for those of you out there that are like trying to get into YouTube, it it can actually be kind of a, a lonely process sometimes because it's a lot of like working by yourself in every way. Like, you're a solo filmmaker, um, you do all the production, and Dave has been like a, a resource for me and really guided my <laughs> ship, my YouTube ship. Dave's been like so instrumental um, because like. For the first couple of years, I was just experimenting. I was just yeah. making stuff. Like, I had no real consistency, no, like, set style or upload schedule. And I remember last year, you called me. It's, it's probably been over a year now. And you were like, dude, it's I'm looking at your channel. Like, I really like your stuff, but it's just it sucks to see that it's not really, like, growing that much. And I'm like, dang, yeah. I've been having fun with it, but it's like, I don't know. And Dave just gave me this advice. and And so, like, from that moment, which was, like, Basically, at the start of 2020, I heard you, and I was like, okay, for all of 2020, I'm only making filmmaking content. Because at that point, I was experimenting with, like, sketches. I think that's what I was saying. Was there's a lack of focus. I don't know what your channel is. The only exactly. reason I said any of that to you is not because of criticism. It's because I want to see you succeed because I think you're so talented, and I, I love your style. As I'm a fan. You Can know? I hug you so, from, from over here? <laughs> no, Corona. <laughs> okay, uh, see ya. But yeah, ever since the beginning of 2020, you've posted some incredible reviews. The 70D retro review, the 90D, the um, the Fuji videos that you've done, Ursa Mini. Uh, and it's just been a string of these incredible gear review videos. And when I got this offer to be the host of Indie Mogul... Which, uh, by the way, if this is the first time people are hearing this, <laughs> congratulations, Thanks, dude. That's man. freaking insane. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I'll preface this whole interview at the beginning with that, potentially. But yeah, I think... Let's get a golf clap in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> for Dave. When there I got go. the offer from Ted to uh, be an additional host on Indie Mogul and, and transition over... Um, I was a little worried, you know, I've spent the last three, four years building Kinotika. It's almost at 80,000, you know, it could easily hit a hundred, you know, in the next year or so. And I think it's a great channel and I've really, you know, had a lot of pride about it. And it's like, you know, what's going to happen with this thing? And I started thinking about you and thinking like, man, Zach would crush it. And because you've been making these last, you know, the last couple months, all these gear review videos, we were able to show that to my boss who, you know, owns Kinotika and he was able to be like, oh yeah, he's got it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so here we are. Yeah. And, uh, it's wild, dude. But it, it worked out so well because me and you have like a similar style, mm -hmm. obviously similar interests, like camera stuff and just like kind of the same goofy sense of humor. So it's not like you're making these like super serious videos and all of a sudden mm. like who's this weirdo on the channel it's like it's kind of weirdo serious guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just man i just hope people are receptive to it and basically like for any Kino Tika fans out there like i know it's going to be weird not having dave like i'm not going to pretend it's going to be like normal or or maybe easy right away but like i want to really take it and develop it as best as i can with while keeping like staying true to mm -hmm. a lot of the traditions and stuff and style that Kino Tika is like 
Okay, I'm going to get super nerdy for a little bit, and I've kind of talked to you about this, Dave, a little bit, but here's how I see it in my head. So I am a massive (laughs) Halo fan. The Halo video games are, it's like my my favorite series of all time. I know there's some gamers out there, so listen up. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, the big issue with the Halo games is the original creator of the original games Mm -hmm. is, like, was super highly praised. They did an amazing job, but then they got, they, like, changed studios a new studio came in and started making the new games and this new studio completely changed like the art style the design and people complain they're like this this isn't halo anymore Mm. so that's an an extremely nerdy way of (laughs) seeing it but it's like that's how i see it in my head is like i want to learn from that and really like keep kinotika kinotika it's just like kind of a new face coming in yeah um so yeah, I don't want to change. There's so much good about what it is already. So why would I change all that yeah. stuff? Like the intro and mm-hmm. like some of the music, the fonts, like all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a cheese ball factor to it. And as we're sitting here, Zach is seeing how scrappy I am. <laughs> the got- mic is mounted to a, a shelf. <laughs> yeah, I found a shelf in the room that we're recording, and I mounted the mic to it in such a way that uh, I'll put. If you look at your phone right now, you'll see an image on your phone and there's a notebook in in between the the shelf and the mic stand as like yeah (laughs) it's so funny it's going to be real exciting to see what you do with kinetika and if there are any kinetika fans listening uh who followed you know my work i am not going anywhere i will still be on youtube making videos on indie mogul which will be a lot of fun but i would please encourage you to just stick around support zach because i think what you're going to be doing is better than anything I could do. Cause you have the time you have, you don't have two kids and a stay at home wife. <laughs> and like, you know, you can really dedicate a lot yeah. of your time and effort into it. And that's partly why I'm taking uh, this job with Indie Mogul too, is to have a little bit more stability and kind of that nine to five aspect to my life. Right. Um, Cause having the two babies has really been a challenge for me. So uh, to get anything done at home. It's really a, a blessing for both of our lives it really is. at the right time. It's crazy how it all like clicked together. So yeah, we're super feeling. blessed too that it all happened during this pandemic, right? Yeah, like it's crazy. Um, and we don't take that for granted in any way at all. Um, and of course, we feel for all freelancers out there. I mean, I know you've before this opportunity came to you uh, in the freelance world. What's been going on in Nashville in that kind of scene with coronavirus and all that? Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing freelance. That's been my full time gig for at least five years now just like doing any sort of shoots like I started doing primarily weddings and then I got into like metal and rock music videos mm-hmm. and Zach's also a metal guitar player <laughs> by the way so. hey, I played in a metal band for five years but those days are done <laughs> thank <laughs> the lord um but yeah so I do freelance work with a with two buddies in Atlanta and our little production teams called hometown crew and we primarily do music videos and commercials mm-hmm. and it's a blast um, but and that's another thing I'm excited about bringing into Kinotika is yeah. I can kind of like dip into the film industry world a little bit more, totally. while having like a lot of the same content as Kinotika has now. So that's gonna be really fun. But man, it has been a little bit scary. Um, it's been pretty consistent still for us. Good. Um, but the first like two months. Honestly, at first it felt like vacation to me, like snow days. Yeah. I was just gaming with the boys at home. Um, but yeah, it's it started to get rough for a little bit. It's like, man, we need we need this industry to pick back up so all these wonderful film industry people can, you know, stay on their feet. Yeah, stay. totally. It's been crazy, uh, especially wedding uh, shooters. 
you know, I have a couple of friends that are full-time wedding shooters and their entire year is just cleaned out. You know, there's nothing. People are postponing and canceling like crazy. But I have heard that there have been some people that, you know, are staying true to their bookings. They're letting the photographers like keep the money and they're just pushing it back. Yeah. So that means like next year or the year after, it's just going to be slammed for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it'll be amazing. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the, some of the higher end uh, filmmaking stuff that you've done over the years. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the music videos and stuff like that. What, what's been your experience in that world? Yeah, man. Um, so the the hometown crew little production team that I work with they're just like two of my best homies um so it always feels like like we're the closest friends like working on projects together and we're still serious when we need to be serious but we all, we can also laugh and have like a super good time on set um I would say like we're not typical like film industry like highly trained type of shooters and editors like we've all learned through YouTube so we call ourselves like scrappy filmmakers that's kind of the best word we could come up with like we're not the typical, like, we didn't go to film school, nothing yeah, like sure. that, which, I mean, that would be awesome, but that's just not how it happened for all three of us. Um, but we still, like, pride ourselves in making the highest quality stuff possible. Um, so, like, for instance, this past week, we shot some music videos for a band called Fit for a King, and we were able to hire a separate crew that operated a Bolt robot arm, uh, one of those crazy robot arms that moves crazy fast. MKBHD has one. Yeah. He has a sweet video on it. And we also had a phantom camera on it and, like, explosives going on in the background. So, so cool. we get to experiment with some really fun stuff depending on the project. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you want to know about it, brother? Well, like, what's it, what's it like working in that? How do you get into that? You know, people that might be inspired by that. Obviously, coronavirus aside, you know, yeah. how did you get into it? And okay. uh, what are some of the things that you've learned, you know, through that process? Yeah. Um, for me, I, <laughs> I when I was super poor... Um, I asked my parents to invest in me and get me a DSLR because I had always been interested in cameras. Like I said, I've been making videos on camcorders since I was a wee little lad. Um, But my parents um, decided to buy me a Canon T5i in college. And, I mean, basically, I I would actually go to concerts and just film and photograph bands like crazy. And I would just give them the stuff for free because I knew it wasn't good. I knew that I had to learn. And then when I wasn't shooting concerts and and stuff with my friends – I was just inhaling YouTube videos, like tutorials, anything I could get my hands on, just learning what camera settings are, how to edit, how to grade. Like I just absorbed information. And really, I I don't know what else you can do. Like shoot, edit, repeat, and, you know, (laughs) watch other people. Film right, isn't that what he Oh, yeah, maybe it is, yeah. Shoot, edit, repeat. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Or plan, shoot, edit, repeat, something like that. But, I mean, it's true. You have to. Like you can't get better unless you practice. Yeah. And it just has to be a repetitious thing. If you're, like, a very beginner, mm-hmm. I think you really just need to have a camera in your hands as much as you can. Yeah. Film anything. Film your friends. Like, make a vlog or or make a short film or just go film a tree or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> Do something. Uh, there was a music video that we worked on together. It was called Gear Guy. Gear Guy. <laughs> so fun. You actually came out to California for, like, 24 hours, basically. Yep. And we shot uh, in about four hours pretty much the entire Gear Guy uh, music video. That's as scrappy as you can get. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a blast. It was so fun. And if you look at the the guy that's dancing next to me on the uh, paper background, that's you. <laughs> as me, baby. Uh, <laughs> there's some great dance moves that you got there at the I'm end. I'm like standing still for 80% of the video, and there's two shots of me like freaking out dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It was fun. Um, and then the YouTube side, what got you into youtube yeah so 
in the in my process of inhaling and absorbing YouTube videos and learning, I was like, man, I oh, I saw this guy named Casey Neistat as as any other vlogger person in the world has done. And I was like, man, I I could try to make videos like that, and. I was like, this would be great practice because it's something I could do repetitiously. I can do it like you can you can vlog anything. It might not be exciting, but you can document your day and then practice editing and grading. It's it's like an easy subject to film, really. Yeah. Um, so I just decided to start doing that. And at the same time, I was in that band that we were talking about. I was in a metal band for five years, and I really was like, well, this is a cool way for me to document this journey. I didn't know what that was going to turn into being a musician it was a dream of mine but i was like man i want to remember what's going on so it was like it kind of became a journalistic thing for me and a learning process thing and yeah i just became repetitious with it shot vlogs over and over there's so (laughs) many horrible videos on my channel but that's that's all about the the reps you know just like you were saying earlier it's just shoot edit repeat yeah man that's what you were doing yeah it was a blast so yeah casey was definitely like a huge inspiration for me to start just like his whole thing of like motivation and and repetition i i can't work as hard as that man does you, it's you're crazy. pretty close though i mean you were cranking out what like three videos a week yeah sometimes I yeah mean, sometimes yeah i can relate to that i also was inspired by case and i set to start my youtube channel uh you know before even kinetika i was doing my own personal stuff and for me it was having a job that i didn't really enjoy gave me time to kind of think creatively of things to do that were fun can you relate to that yeah totally and also like i i really do enjoy freelance work for the most part um but i think through traveling and playing music and and documenting that i I started to figure out that i liked the documenting process better than traveling and playing music um and that's when i was like oh i think i want to be a youtube boy um, so that that's what was like my clicking moment and been in pursuit ever since. And you've done some incredible skits that like I actually helped you make one that yeah. was really fun. But I love the comedy skits that you've done and stuff. And I hope to see, you know, skits in- implemented in the reviews and stuff in the future. Yeah. You know, what came about that? How did you start doing that? Just I mean, the my favorite type of filmmaking is like mockumentary, like The Office or Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. I just I think it's the filmmaking is so guerrilla, run and gun, and just hilarious. The zooms that like accent moments or yeah. make things awkward. <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm in love with that style of filmmaking. And I mean, there was a year on my channel where I was just experimenting. I was trying everything, and I really just enjoyed making sketches. I don't think it would really work for me long run on my channel. But I think I've found now that I can incorporate sketches and make them really niche and nerdy focused within a camera review or something. Yeah. And it will just add to the production and like kind of take away from me just like talking to a camera. I try to like break it up, you know. That's what I learned about the review stuff. And if anybody's listening who wants to get into YouTube, I'd recommend finding – you don't have to review camera gear. But just finding some sort of topic that people will naturally be interested in searching for and finding – because it gives you something to work around with, around and, and to play with, you know, having yeah. it focused on filmmaking for, for our channels. Um, you can do anything outside of that. You can do, if, as long as it's something to do with filmmaking or photography, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. And for a while I was like, I don't want to do filmmaking stuff. Like everybody's doing that already. When a new camera comes out, everybody releases a video about it. It's like, why would I add to the noise? But then I was I was just thinking about it and experimenting. I was like, well, what if I add my personality 
into the mix and just be like an addition to this community and try to be unique in that way so it's like i want to like kind of be more goofy like how i naturally am or whatever and and yeah. add those dumb elements in it and be like you know, we don't have to like take this that seriously like i don't want to be a cool influencer guy because i can't be yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean you can you can join a community or a niche whatever you want to call it and still shine with with your personality mm-hmm. and um yeah you don't have to copy the mold but you can still be within um something that's already existing as a community if you watch some of zach's videos and i would encourage you guys to go check out zach's personal channel zach mayfield uh obviously kinetika as well but as you're listening to this there won't be that many videos with you on it yet because this is like the very beginning maybe we'll have you on in a year and see how it's been going (laughs) that'd be sweet (laughs) (laughs) but uh go check out some of zach's videos and you'll see for yourself he just has this crazy goofy personality and you're just so good on camera you got a natural kind of charisma and uh comedy style um, I'll link some in the show notes of this video. You can just scroll down in the podcast and you can click on my favorite is uh, the 70D retro review, uh, the 90D review. Um, those are some of my faves. So I'll link those down below. But um, how did you figure that out? How did you, have you been like a performer? Did you like go, were you in drama class? Or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I mean, a kid, I, so I grew up in a town of 300 people no joke in nebraska just it's literally a village it's considered a village not even a town (laughs) and basically i (laughs) there weren't a lot of kids to play with it was me and my sister and my parents had this old piece of crap camcorder and we didn't have video games we didn't have internet really didn't really have tv so it's like well we have this camera do you want to go run around this dumb village and like make videos (laughs) so we did that constantly and that just like got me used to filming and like being on camera and we would do like we would like m- like make our own versions of MTV cribs it'd be like ZTV cribs and like showing our our stupid little bedrooms but yeah. it was just learning how to how to be a character um and just being creative and yeah like I did I did some drama stuff I did speech and speech classes I was terrified of giving speeches like in high school and stuff so it's kind of weird to think that now all I do is like talk in front of people but through (laughs) the internet which is kind of cool um but yeah man I've always had a passion for um performing and creating and and that's why I was really gravitating toward music for most of my life um being on stage like that exhilarating feeling of like kind of being vulnerable and, and giving something to an audience and seeing how they respond. Some yeah. people don't like it. Some people do. And playing in a metal band for so long, it's like you get used to people not liking what you're doing, like whether that's family members or certain friends and stuff. Um, you kind of develop more of a thick skin and, and learn to take criticism. Still not great at it, but <laughs> my whole life has kind of been rounding me out to, to perform and, and try to get better at taking criticism. Yeah, and yeah. if you want to see Zach shredding on guitar, oh, again, go on his YouTube channel and you can see uh, probably some older vlogs yep. of him in the band. There's a playlist called the Earth Grown Saga, and it's yeah. um, everything I ever documented while touring playing oh, music. Perfect. So go watch that. Yeah, Earth Groans was the name of the band. They still exist, but you're, you've left the band. Yeah. Probably good timing because touring is not really that yeah. much of a thing anymore. Yeah, it was anymore. like strangely perfect. I, yeah. I wanted to pursue all of this stuff full time and then it was like oh global pandemic you can't play music anyway so so your editing style and the way that you you know we talked about the way you perform but the way you edit also is hysterical um where do you get inspiration from and how did you learn to do the effects that you do i mean again 
definitely go check out his channel so that you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's hard to convey this over just an audio podcast, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job or adult swim kind of content. Um, just really quirky Monty Python, almost kind of humor, which is my favorite type of humor. That's probably why we're friends. I know, exactly. That's yeah. why you're perfect for the job. I mean, I think you're going to do better than me, honestly, because you're funnier than me in a lot of ways. Oh, shush. You're perfect. Let's so, hug. Never mind, we can't. Um, okay. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think editing a lot of fast-paced music videos, like, naturally has given me a fast-paced tendency. I, I really like fast cuts and stuff, mostly. And then, dude, a huge inspiration for me was Adult Swim's uh, Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't. I it's, watch it, huh? Dude, it's like, I think Tim and Eric own the show. I might be completely wrong, but it's John C. Riley, um, Will Ferrell's friend, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. That show is, the editing is so bizarre and, like, creepy. And I don't know why, but I just, it makes me weep. It's so <laughs> freaking funny. Like, there'll be random moments where, like, he'll be talking to the camera. And he's, like, a newscaster, but he's, like, just really stupid. And... Like, a random clip will come in of, like, a different show. It's almost like the channel got changed on accident, and it's this really creepy moment that's slowly zooming in on this old man staring at the camera or something. And then the music, like, pitches down. It's like, and then goes back into. Like, it feels like you're. <laughs> like he recorded over a tape or it, something. Yeah, it feels like they're recording on the VHS and then, like, hitting it with a hammer while yeah. playing it back into Premiere or something. I think it's. It's really artistic. I mean, it's uh, it's there's it's a type of humor that I remember. One time, I was hanging out with my mom, and I was showing her like Tim and Eric. Shout out to all moms. What's up, mom? And uh, I don't think she listens to this. Um, <laughs> and she just didn't get it. Like it yeah. wasn't her type of humor. And that type of humor is either you're either like all in, <laughs> yes. or like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, just a um, disconnect. So I guess trying to find that balance so that you can be maybe a little bit more inclusive to everybody, but still being inspired by that. Uh, I mean, H three Productions. Yes, you know Ethan we both and, love them. Ethan and Elo, we both love them, uh, and they've definitely kind of done that on youtube yeah in fact they i would argue they kind of started though a lot of the trend of that um where uh, although i i've always edited like that to be honest and i took it from tim and eric you know, yeah which i know ethan has admitted that he's taken from them as well uh and it's then, tim so unique. And, then tim and eric point to monty python and all that kind of stuff so um i guess it all goes back to monty python who who stole? <laughs> who, who is stole that what? editor? From who? You need that editor on this podcast. The Monty Python <laughs> ultimate editor? Full or the Tim and Eric. I I've read an interview. There is an, a great interview with the guy that edited Tim and Eric, and uh, there's some great stuff. I think it's on the American Cinematographer magazine. Just do a search on that. I remember reading that and really loving it. So I don't know what kind of value that is in this podcast format, but go check it out right. if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love the way you edit. It keeps my attention. You know. With YouTube, it's almost like every two or three seconds you got to kind of hook them in. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's what's kind of the things that you've learned after making hundreds of videos now um, uh, to get pe to keep people's attention on YouTube? Yeah. So w one thing I really try not to do is like stress analytics. Like, I really try not to spend too much time like looking at watch time or like 
likes and dislikes. Like, it, it can get to your head super easily, or at least for me, like, yeah. sometimes that can just, like, majorly bum me out. <laughs> I think if I watch a video back that I finish and it makes me laugh and I'm like, oh, dude, that was good. It's like, okay, that that's the approval I needed. It's I If I'm okay with it and it makes me happy or makes me laugh or feel something, I'll, I'll toss it up on the old tube. Um, on the old YT. <laughs> the old YT. Oh, yeah, quick story. Me and Dave were in a park the other day filming some stuff, and these, like, little kids drove by on a golf cart, and they were like, yo, what's your YT? <laughs> and we're so old, we didn't even really know like, what it was. I, was, like, oh, I had YouTube. to think about it. I was like, oh, YouTube. Okay, is this <laughs> what the kids are calling it now? YT. <laughs> I guess we're doing uh, we're doing an old PC right now about the YT right now, podcast. Yeah. PC. <laughs> yeah, I was lost on that, too, of course. <laughs> But yeah, just things that I've learned. I mean, to keep people's attention, I try to make edits kind of jarring. I, I don't know why. I think I gravitate towards that just because of like, it's weird. Well, I loved Casey would do that sometimes. He would just cut mid-sentence. Oh, yeah. And it was so funny. Yeah, he would cut himself off sometimes, but you still like got the you point. Knew, it, he would cut it off because he knew you would know what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And it made it funny. Yeah, totally. So. And I think, yeah, just like, either randomly changing the music or like cutting to something else like too fast or like too late sometimes it's just this kind of like meta style that i like like almost i kind of like making fun of myself in my edit yeah, so it's like i kind of like I, I guess i don't know if i think about it this way all the time but it's almost like editing me and camera me are like fighting almost like they're two characters or something yeah. And I want people to kind of like feel the jarring moments. I love that. Where it's like, oh, where's this video going? Why, why this song? Like, why is this like Viking folk? And then it's like a <laughs> rock beat right after that. What is this? This is dumb. Yeah. But it, like, at least it's like somewhat interesting. Yeah. And if you don't like it, I'm okay with that because it's like you can. There's so many other people that that have other styles. That's that the you beauty can like. of YouTube is that you don't have to be one thing. You just be yourself and people will find it, be attracted to it. And again, that's why you're the perfect man for the job to continue Kinetika because that's everything you just said is exactly what I was trying to do with Kino as well. We would highlight all the mistakes. Yeah. You know, if I was having a conversation with somebody and the other person was talking and I made like a weird like gulp with my you throat. zoom in you on zoom it. right in. <laughs> yeah. You know? Don't cut that. That's the gulp. That's the <laughs> unplanned moments that you will never see on television. Motion track the face so it looks all warpy and weird. <laughs> I mean, PewDiePie definitely kind of has that style as yeah. well. And I think in a lot of ways, it's kind of the YouTube language. That, mm -hmm. um, I've talked to other filmmakers about YouTube and they're, you know, they're, commercial guys and they're not at all youtubers and they're just asking me like what's it like and it's like you can do it anybody can do it it's just a language you kind of have to learn it right you know every two or three seconds you gotta have something that, to keep the attention yeah um constant explosions in the background yeah. <laughs> that's what at it'll be in for, 10 years at least for the style that i like you know um there's plenty of other youtubers that just kind of sit and talk and they're they're great at mm -hmm. doing that they're calm you know, Caleb Pike, we've had on this show. I was show. just going to say, like, he's a perfect example of, like, I he does not guy. follow this, like, language language we're talking about. <laughs> this but language? This language. That's, yeah. a, that's a whole new language. But yeah. he does such a good job. Like, his videos are still paced well. Yeah. So you can, like, figure out a healthy pacing for your style. Like, if you're on YouTube, it does not have to be this, like, annoying style, like, this, like, pestering to, like, keep you interested. Like, yeah, you just... Learn what works for you and what molds well with your personality. Like, I happen to have a brain that is just exploding at all times. So that's naturally going to happen when I'm editing. Mm -hmm. 
and Caleb's like has this really smooth like you're it feels like you're chilling with him yeah. and you're learning something from him yeah. and at the end of the day like if you find out how you're entertaining and how you're as cliche as it sounds like if you're bringing value to people somehow uh, that's it yeah it's awesome there was a I think it was probably about six or seven years ago um I, you know, this was before Peter McKinnon and Casey Neistat. It was kind of the Vimeo era. And there was a lot of uh, people making Vimeo staff picks that were just these really beautiful B-roll, you know, with lots of ADR and like these really like wordy voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to do a couple of them. I became good friends with actually one of the main voiceover guys, Rob Ricotta, who's an incredible voiceover artist. Uh, he was doing a bunch of those staff picks back in the day and, uh, he did a couple for me and I just didn't have that like swagger that McKinnon has or other people have that can, or Daniel Schiffer, right? Like, yeah. And then I realized that like, I met, I met Seth Worley, who's an amazing filmmaker. He's done a couple of films for Red Giant and he's a comedy guy. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I don't have to be like super Mr. Cool B-roll guy. I can be quirky, funny guy. And I don't know, it sounds silly, but like when I kind of accepted the fact that I'll never measure up to this like swaggery, like sexy B-roll thing, um, <laughs> I started really embracing that. And I think you already have figured that out. Like yeah. you didn't have to struggle through what I was struggling with, but I, I don't mean, know. Can you relate to that? Yeah, I totally can. And I think I, I did struggle through that. I think I wanted to be like that in a way, like cool, sexy B-roll guy. Um, but it's like you you're talking about accepting yourself mm-hmm. in a way and and then implementing that into your art yeah. because if you're like confused on who you are your art might be confusing gosh i sound pretentious right now <laughs> no, it's, and it's funny because uh it's hard to get to that point without shoot editing shoot edit repeat like yeah. i if you just told me like if i had a passion for filmmaking and i started watching a bunch of youtube videos and i watched daniel schiffer and peter mckinnon i was inspired by them I would tell you I want to be like them. But then once I started doing stuff, I was like, wait a minute, I'm more like this. And it's just because of repetition and and experience. And it's hard for anybody starting out to know exactly what their style is going to become because you have to just create to to come up with your style. Yeah. And I think the like one of the hopes is of course you're going to look up to people. Of course you're going to learn techniques from people and and most likely copy them to to learn i think the hope is to slowly like deviate from that and find yourself while still drawing from inspiration like we we have to have inspiration you know like it's everywhere um but the the goal is to like just like figure out what your style is as you're taking inspiration from other people and trying new things and until it clicks and it might continue to change forever you know who knows are there any directors in the like hollywood world that you're real inspired by that you love oh man i i feel like I never really know who's directing what. Well, what about some movies that you love? I mean, I really, I don't know. Nacho Libre. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I guess from like a comedy standpoint, I love like the Pink Panther movies with Steve Martin in them. I think they're underrated. They're really. (laughs) Because Peter Sellers, the old classics are so classic. Yeah. I just love how goofy they are. They're really funny to me. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, Nacho Libre is amazing. Hot Rod, that kind of stuff. Dumb and Dumber is probably like the first like comedy thing that I was hooked on forever. Uh-huh. Um but then like if you go over to like more serious style, the original Spider-Man trilogy, I don't care what anyone says. Those are like my yes. favorites. And I mean, I also love Chris Nolan, but like how can you not? He's just yeah, freaking so insane. The old uh, the Batmans. Yeah, the old Batmans, Interstellar, 
Interstellar oh, made yeah. me like question my existence for like a full month. I saw that movie in 70 millimeter IMAX in Nashville, and man, what an experience! That movie was unreal. But yeah, those are, those are some of the boys. You know, we got Nolan, we got Sam Raimi, whoever directed all the funny movies <laughs> that I talked about. I like those guys. Yeah, totally. Um, when it comes to just your creative process, what does it look like when you're when you're creating a video? Like, say you get a new camera, you know, for Kinetika. Uh, and you want to do a review, you know, what do you do? How do you come up with your ideas? Yeah, so I would definitely start by taking the camera out into the field and, like, filming stuff. So hopefully, like, having a person or a subject or something to film, Mm -hmm. and then while I'm filming with this piece of tech, I'll film myself talking about what I'm learning about it. So if I find out, oh, it actually doesn't do this thing that I really think it should, then I'll be like, I think it should do this thing that it's not. And you know what I'm saying? Like just figuring out the camera and documenting my thoughts on it. And then after I feel like I have enough experience with it, I try to spend like multiple days with the piece of gear if I can. Then I'll sit down and write a script based on my full experience. And then I'll film myself talking alone in my room and then add all the (laughs) B-roll, edit it. (laughs) And um yeah, I can get it done in a, in a few days if I'm if I'm diligent about it. But well, that's perfect because you yeah. only got to do one a week for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm stoked to put like all of my attention into one, hopefully, banger of a video each week on Kinotika, and then a couple videos on my personal channel a week, like yeah. more like documentary vlog style, goofy stuff. What we'll are some see. goals that you have? You think with this new opportunity with Kino, like what are some things that you're dreaming about and thinking about for the channel i mean i'm also personally just curious (laughs) yeah dude i mean to be totally honest like this all happened so fast that it's like i feel like now i can start to dream about things because like just having this as a job is going to be insane um i mean first of all i would love to hopefully win over the dedicated dave fans like hopefully like most of them will be like you know what we'll stick around um but then man i would love to grow the channel to 100k which would be super sick um, and my personal channel is still like my absolute baby, like, cause it's just like, I've been with it through thick and thin. It's always been there for me, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I'd love to continue to grow that and like launch some, some cool merch. Um, yes. but man, I just want to be consistent and just kind of overall right now, I'm trying to live as healthy as I can. So like, I mean, that's like mentally, spiritually, physically, I want to just, like, have a healthy lifestyle, not just be, like, grind life all the time and just wear myself out and and be depressed behind the scenes. Like, I want to be a genuinely healthy person behind the scenes so that hopefully it conveys through camera. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I I mean, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who, like, wants to be doing this? Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of things, at least in my life, have come out of just – blessings you know and a little bit of luck but just tell me about what you've learned now that you you've arrived at this point you know what do you have to say to somebody who's like gosh how do I do that gosh man I I don't know if I'm the right advice person but I can just talk about like what I've done and gone through like I just I spent a lot of years like I mean I lived on my friend's living room floor for a couple years so I, I made this deal with a friend. He was in a band, too. And I was like, dude, I will shoot all of your band's content for free if you let me live in your house. Because I, like, I needed to like move to a city. Because I lived with my family in Nebraska, a small town. But I needed to like get to a place where there was other people. So, I mean, like try to just like get yourself to a, 
a place. You don't have to move to New York City or L.A., but, like, try to be around some humans if you're going to make yeah. filmmaking content or, or whatever with cameras. Um, and I think just, like, learning how to live, mi- not necessarily minimally, but just, like, you don't need to, like, live lavishly. Like, just learning, like, what you need to make stuff. You don't have to have all the coolest gear. Like, get what you can um, and make the best stuff that you can with it repetitiously i think there's some value in being minimal and and just getting the most out of that tool i mean tell tell the audience what you were shooting on for so long now oh yeah i mean the camera i had the longest was the gh5 which is not an uh, expensive camera but i had the gh5 uh, the speed booster and sigma 18 to 35 the classic setup so many people had it but I did everything with that. It wasn't the best YouTube camera, but, I mean, I learned how to just manually focus, film myself. Yeah. And that made me better at focusing lenses so I could do better on client projects. Yeah. Like, it just made me a better filmmaker overall. Um, and you didn't have any focus hunting because you would just focus <laughs> and then leave it. Yeah, some shots were blurry, but whatever, just, like, just own it. If it's it. consistently blurry. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> just soften everything. But, um... I don't know. I'm trying to think of advice for, for people. I guess just make stuff, but also don't, like, burn yourself out. Because I kind of did that in the beginning. Really? I was like, oh, I got to be like Casey. I got to make at least five videos a week. But actually, when when you called me at the end of 2019 and, were, and was like, man, let's talk about doing filmmaking stuff consistently. I was like, okay, what if I slow down a little bit and make every video intentional? So, like, write at least notes or bullet points. Like, I would just kind of free ball a bunch of videos yeah Yeah, exactly and when i became more intentional with like writing scripts or just like planning out sketches like suddenly like my production quality felt higher i was like whoa this is like this has a flow to it this has like some strength in it um so it's not it's definitely not about like grind life like yes work hard like be diligent you have to be to be successful i think but i think just being intentional with whatever you're doing, like whatever you're doing, if you're intentional, it's, if that's a relationship or creativity, like that's, I think, what's going to give it quality and substance. Yeah. IDK, bro. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on an hour now. God bless. Can you believe it? That's crazy. It's been a great hour. I've yeah. enjoyed it. Um, Kino Tika, the host, Zach Mayfield. I mean, again, how's that? How's that sound? Dude, it sounds amazing. I, I can't wait to like have my brain focused yeah. on it and not try to do a million things to survive. Mm-hmm. It's like now I can kind of hone in and hopefully make stuff that's entertaining and you know educational too. Well, awesome. I can't wait to see what you do with Kinotika. Can't wait to see what you do with your personal channel too. It's still going to continue and you'll keep putting out stuff, behind the scenes content, Maybe skits. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? You can experiment again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But that'll be a lot of fun to see. And obviously, I'm not really going anywhere. I'm just going to be on another channel. But I'll continue making content. In fact, I guarantee you, I'm going to be more productive. Yeah. Because I'll actually have a team of people helping me. Um, Where you know I'll be posting every week instead of sort of every week, which is what (laughs) I'm doing right now. Yeah. Because of the kids and just the whole situation working from home. So it's really all just a huge blessing. You know, I, I feel almost as much joy. Like I feel more joy actually giving this, you know, passing the gauntlet on to you to then, uh, then getting the indie mogul gig, you know, it's just like such a good feeling to give rather than to receive. Well, thank and you, man. I, appreciate I was, it. I was given a huge opportunity 
when um, my boss, you know, reached out to me with Kinetika and all that. And then obviously Polar Pro has been a huge part of my career as well. And Polar Pro has been an unbelievable blessing. And I will say now that we're at the end of the podcast, just so you guys know, the Polar Pro podcast will absolutely continue. I'm still actually doing that. This is not me retiring from that at any at all, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Indie Mogul and Polar Pro have agreed to let me do both. So uh, very excited to continue the show. So obviously, uh, you know, continue listening to the podcast. But yeah. Um, anyways, Dave, also super stoked for you. I'd say golf claps in the chat for Dave. <laughs> Round two, dude. Round I'm just two. like I'm Thank so you. pumped for you because you work really hard and, dude, you you just you have you're so nice. <laughs> you're such a nice person. I'm glad to see like well, you getting some you know getting a great opportunity. Thanks, I think man. you're gonna do great. It's going to be sweet to see. I'm super humbled by the opportunity. I mean, my whole career has really been kind of like, who, me? You know, like, (laughs) that's been my whole response to everything. I mean, even Kinetika, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but I I don't own it. It was an opportunity I was given. Uh, And then Indie Mogul and Polar Pro with the Golden Hour Podcast. So it's really all just, you know, amazing. It's awesome. It's all happened and um, just a lot of hard work. You know, been doing this since I was 17. So, but... uh, keep it going same for you too man i mean the reason you got the job is because i saw over the last year that you have just been hustling and grinding and you deserve it you've been working your butt off so um i'm excited to see what you do thank you dude thanks so much for having me on by the way thanks polar pro um dude i'm just stoked hopefully give it give us some polar pro love like uh you're you're a fan you you use the uh the vnd i do i've been using the six to nine stop 82 mil and I got step-up rings on all my lenses, so I just got one filter that's just flying back and forth between lenses. It's awesome, dude. Gerald Undone's video is way more in-depth than anything I could ever do. But it is like a really high-quality variable ND, and it's tiny. The form factor is sweet. So it's, it's insane. And tell, tell people what you do. You actually blend another filter with it. Yeah, so I, the, my current setup is I'm using the old Fuji X-T4, which I really like. It's really the cool. Old. It the just old, came out. The brand new old X-T4. Uh, Fringer adapter, and then Sigma 18 to 35. And then on top is just a glorious kiss of 1 8 Pro Mist from Tiffin. Um, and then the 6 to 9 stop. And I also have the 2 to 5 stop just to for in for like less yeah. bright stuff um but yeah dude i love it those vnds are just money they're so tiny they they really help with your aperture uh exposure situation especially when you're shooting on a f1.8 yeah. aperture lens yeah, exactly uh like you have on your sigma so very cool um anyways yeah thanks zach for being on the show Thank you so much. Everybody go follow Zach. Links are in the show notes. Let's just hang out on the internet. Yeah, everybody go hang out with Zachy Poo <laughs> on the internet and uh, follow him on the Kinotiques, uh <laughs> little Zachy Mafe. Yeah, and uh, subscribe to Indie Mogul. That's right. Huge yeah, filmmaking channel. <laughs> everybody go follow me on Indie Mogul if you want to continue seeing that. So, um, anyways, thanks, Zach, for being on. Peace and blessings, y'all. Everybody go follow him on Kinotika. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Zach Mayfield, the new host of Kinotika. Again, like I said multiple times in this episode, if you look at the show notes of the podcast, you'll find links to all of Zach's stuff. You can find his personal channel, this just titled Zach Mayfield, as well as obviously Kinotika, which is linked down below. Zach is also a very active Instagram user, so if you're on the IG, make sure to hit him up. And if you're not a subscriber to this podcast already, would you please consider subscribing to this podcast? We post new episodes every single Tuesday. 
Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio, and we'll see you next week.